You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This webmasterradio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the undisputed champions of the affiliate marketing industry. AFCON 2010 is proudly sponsored by these pound-for-pound affiliate marketing players. ClickBank. PerfectAddress.com, Atrinsic Interactive, and Saveology. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that will make their mark to be the new affiliate marketing champion. Can you afford not to miss it? AFCON 2010, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFF. CON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is... Thursday, the like 27th of May. I, I Doing a weekly radio show, you get to like see time fly every time you look at the calendar and it amazes me that like it's like almost summertime. Unless, of course, you're here in Toronto where it's a gajillion degrees, both Celsius and Fahrenheit because it gets this hot. It doesn't matter which scale you measure by. It's still goddamn hot. Um, welcome to Webcology. Uh, it's going to be a fun show today. Unfortunately, Dave Davies can't make it. He's uh, dealing with important stuff, like end-of-month stuff. Um, but that's all good. We have a great... Yeah, I know. I, I, it's sad when Dave doesn't make it, because it's really hard to talk 
on your own about stuff. But there's some fun stuff to talk about before we jump into the topic of today's show and our special guest, uh, Judith Lewis, also known as DeCabot. Um, today's show is going to be on SEO Then and Now, uh, the session that uh, Judith is sitting on, on uh, coming up for uh, SES Toronto, which is running on uh, June 9th to 11th uh, here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Before we jump into that, fun story came up in the, uh, in the search press today. It was actually put up at Dave Naylor's blog. Um, seems that newspapers are having a hard time raising ad revenues. Um, Craigslist and you know, various online sources have basically sucked the lifeblood out of many of the large news gathering organizations who've existed on selling small ad spaces. Um, Google AdWords has sucked the lifeblood out of uh, out of newspaper advertising and newspaper revenues. And so, you know, I guess some some newspapers in the UK figure if you can't beat them, join them, and they start selling links out of their articles, like you know, selling links in their news articles. Um, most SEOs could tell them that that's a really, really, really awfully bad practice, except when you think about it. I mean, like, we all do it because most of us use um, press release marketing, try to get a little bit of love from Google News. So, can't sell links, can't buy and sell links, but of course, there's a hundred thousand different gray areas. In this case, even though the press is related to a press release, the newspapers are clearly selling the uh, authority weight of their links. And so Google has, in the last like 24 hours, or last 48 hours, um, kind of nuked the authority of those links. So, really interesting write-up in Dave Naylor's blog. Usual, of course, I have no idea where it is because I've misplaced the file I was going to share. But um, slap on the hand of the newspapers. Got a deceptive headline over at Dave Naylor's blogs. Did newspapers just destroy SEO? Well, clearly they didn't. They just screwed themselves over. Um, It's so much easier when there's another person to bounce stuff off. Hey, Brasco, you around? Yes, I'm just getting your guests all prepped and ready, and she's really happy and just excited to be on in a few moments. Yay, I'm really glad. I mean, like, you know what? It's going to be so much more fun when Judith Lewis comes on because then I'll actually have somebody to talk to instead of sort of meandering around inside <laughs> of my already and, like, sanely muddled mind. Well, you're trying to you get into one- Dave Naylor's blog post, and then you're like, uh, Dave... And you don't have Dave. And I don't have Dave. I know Dave would jump. Dave Davies would jump in here, and he'd have like this, like three or four minute monologue, and you know, the vast majority of it would make sense. And then I'd get into an argument with him, and it'd be so much fun. And it would be um, time to get a cup of coffee, this and that. You know, get you some breakfast, something like that. Yeah, I go up to the balcony for a while, you know, have a smoke, <laughs> relax. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, having Dave around is like having like Led Zeppelin on on an all rock station. <laughs> Uh, hello oh, hi Judith Judith wow you didn't even get, give me a chance to give you like the eloquent introduction I wrote well I didn't call she must have wonderfully wanted to go ahead and jump in because she couldn't wait to be a part of the conversation 
Screw that, she hacked him. <laughs> it's a girl thing. Judith Lewis, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Well, um, you know, I want to talk about SES Toronto, and I want to talk about SEO then and now, what's changed, what's new, um, how that's affected marketing, but before we jump into that, um, I want to talk about you for a few seconds. Uh, Judith, you've been working online since 1996, um, according to your online blog at your uh, at decabit.com. Um, you started working on retail websites. You describe your background as a mix of marketing, psychology, law, and hardcore hard code programming. And you know, you also mentioned AltaVista, Excite, and Lycos. So put that all together—a mix of like marketing and psychology and law and hands-on programming, and knowledge of the old SEO engines. Does, uh, does longevity in the industry give you an edge over newer SEOs? I, I, I would hope so. It, it definitely gives me more chocolate, but uh, I would hope that it gives me an edge, too. So, you mentioned the old-school search engines, AltaVista, Excite, Lycos. I noticed you didn't mention InfoSeek, which makes me sad because I used to love InfoSeek. <laughs> Where are you going to well, start? There were a lot. I'm sorry? Sorry, there were a lot. Oh, yeah, it wasn't amazing. There was like eight or nine different engines you can report back to uh, to your clients with. Well, I, I, at the time, I wasn't really reporting back to clients. I was working in-house. So oh, okay. I remember the whole uh, submit your site to 30 different search engines with our tool. Uh Back, back a long time ago, probably more than a decade, actually, come to think of it. But my favorite was always, um, oh, gosh, the one with the little spider, um, web crawler or something. Oh, and yeah. Scrub the web. I loved that guy. But it was one of the earliest SEO tools. Uh, if you think about it, one of the, the things that it offered was optimization of title tags, on-page text, keyword, meta-keywords, um, everything. It, it helped you do the SEO on your own site. And, and that was one of the things that really sort of, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes, not just mine, but a lot of people's eyes to the importance of getting that stuff right. Do you think... Uh those earlier engines affected the big players today, like Google and Bing? Well, I mean, Google was revolutionary almost and when it came around uh, at the end of the 90s. It, it offered more than what you were already getting as a searcher. So for me, as somebody trying to find stuff online, Google gave me more. Um, I don't know about how much Bing is going to have been influenced by somebody like Webcrawler, but I think maybe Inktomi. Uh, will have influenced a lot of the search engines and the way that it organized stuff. Well, Inktomi eventually became part of like Yahoo's. Yahoo came out with an algorithm in what, 2006, 2007, that was their own, and they finally got away from buying other people's? <laughs> that was Inktomi, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It. Uh, I remember Inktomi being one of the holy grails of getting my site into the search engines. <laughs> uh, did you... Submission fees to Yahoo or no submission fees to Yahoo? How did you do it? Uh, no submission fees. I was cheap. Mm. Uh, so. I tried to do it as, as inexpensively as possible and yet still get the broadest um, exposure. And back then, and I think I'm talking more than a decade ago now, but 
don't share how old I really am. Uh, you could actually change something, and there were a couple of search engines you went through, refreshed, and you could see how your search ranking changed based on the changes you made. Yeah, well, that was when that was when search engines updated at a rate on a regular basis. Um, it used to be nice to uh, there was actually Alta Vista used to update daily, didn't it? Uh, I think more than daily. I think uh, you you got much more frequent than just daily updates on Alta Vista. I I love Alta Vista. I so regretted the the last little bit of Alta Vista Babelfish when it went across to Yahoo. I shed a tear. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same way when, well, Disney went old yeller on InfoSeek. I, I felt horrible. I, it, was, it was one of the worst days of my young career. I, I didn't understand that move. That was just weird. Well, it's because they, they took InfoSeek, which was a totally credible search engine at the time, and they tried to make it into a Disney entertainment <laughs> portal. This was back in the days of, like, you know, magic convergence. Um, yeah. Those were also back in the days when all the planets were supposed to line up and something weird was going to happen. Yeah, I think I, that was what happened. Well, yeah, the events are certainly correlated. <laughs> At least they were in the minds of the people who were running um, some of these former search engines. you got to wonder what was running through their minds because like um, Yahoo recently and Google today, it was their game to lose. Well, not just them. There, there, there used to be the ability to submit to over one hundred thousand search engines. Oh, there's still the ability to submit to over a hundred thousand search engines if you find the right link. <laughs> Hell, someone will sell it to you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a they long would. Consultation with the client about exactly that. Ooh, and no, I've no, got no, some. He, want, he wants to know all the bad stuff to look for. He's writing. He's writing a book on SEO. Ah, uh, okay. Bring all the bad stuff. I'll save my swamp land for somebody who wants to submit to 100,000 search engines. Indeed. Sell it to them. <laughs> Judith, we got to take a break. We're coming, we're coming up on quarter after the hour, so I'm about to get the hairy eyeball. Um, so we'll be back in a few minutes talking about um, SES Toronto, working in the UK, uh, coming across. Do you, do you often get to Toronto? Oh, yeah, every year. Okay, once a year. Well, more um, often if there's a reason. <laughs> Oh, there's always a reason to come to Toronto. It's a great town. Anyway, totally. That message paid for by the Toronto Tourism Commission. We'll be uh, back in a few minutes here on Webcology. It is Thursday, the 27th of May. Uh, Jim Hedger from Markland Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO would be here, but he's busy doing business. Uh, stay tuned, friends. Webmaster Radio is going to do some business, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even from a good state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAGE. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. This 
is a test of the PRWeb content and news delivery system from PRWeb and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PRWeb can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. I'm Jim Hedger from Arkland Media, and I'm joined by Judith Lewis. I'm, Judith, where are you working now? I was trying to research that, and I couldn't find it in the limited amount of research time I did. Uh, that that there's a long story behind that, and has to do with the last place I used to work. However, uh, my new job is with uh, a place called Project Metal that is surprisingly part of a PR firm called Next Fifteen. You know, it's got Project Metal. The, the name totally appeals. That's way to go. The, the SEO as part of a PR firm's offerings. That's something you wouldn't have seen several years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've always felt that PR and SEO work really well together, but I don't think the two worlds have ever quite come together as dramatically as they are at the moment, especially in my office. Well, is that happening? Like You're in touch with the North American SEO world and the, the, the uh, European and Asian SEO worlds. Um, is that a trend that's happening in the UK and Europe more so than it is in North America? Uh, the the next fifteen group is is huge. It's global. So I'm seeing briefs coming in from PR departments or uh, Marcoms departments all over the world that are saying that PR must contain an element of SEO, and it, it's now it's a requirement. It's it's not even a I wish I could have or it would be nice. It is an absolute requirement. And if the PR companies aren't providing that, the companies are going elsewhere. So. SEO and PR all over the world are really now coming together uh, quite a bit from Asia to North America to Europe. It could be that the companies I'm dealing with are different somehow and that if I was dealing with small to medium-sized enterprises, the awareness would be different. But at the moment, what I'm seeing is heavy emphasis on SEO and PR. 
So in this kind of environment, with the kind of kind of websites you're working on, what does SEO entail, and how much of the traditional SEO techniques um, are, are are transferable to, to the world you're working in now? I think that it's actually a lot of offsite stuff. So I don't really get to play with website code anymore because PR is about. Um, earned media it, it's not about what you own like a website it's you're I'm doing a lot more intensive research with a lot more data points so I'm not just looking at what the kind of search volumes are and how many people are playing with that word there's a lot more that I have to look into to see how likely I am to own that across a variety of news medias how many different ways I need to put out a press release how many different points on the web I need to be touching in order to own something and I don't get to play with the code anymore I don't get to go into someone's website and say oi this is awful fix it <laughs> How much of your uh, your thinking today is affected by personalized or uh, socialized search? I think everything that you do has to take into account that there's personalized search. Educating a client about that can sometimes be a little bit like pushing water uphill. But it's important to at least try to explain that if I take this laptop or someone else's laptop and I walk to different points around London, I will get different search results on the same laptop in different areas, whether I'm on Wi-Fi, using a broadband dongle, plugged into an internet, and that's the same computer, let alone if I start walking to someone else's computer who's logged into their Gmail and they've done all their searches and clicked through stuff and they don't even realize that they're, they're being targeted with, uh, with direct advertising as well as different search results. And so you try to explain this to a client who is, in fact, going to be doing, using similar, similar techniques. And does the light bulb go How, how does that go? Does the light bulb go on? Is it more than they could possibly have expected? Oh, my goodness, the PR department can do what? <laughs> um, I think... There's a high level of awareness about SEO now, maybe not about personalized search or the importance of social media, but there's definitely a high awareness of SEO. So obviously, the marketing departments have done their jobs well, uh, and all the other firms out there have done their job well, and, and throughout a company, there's a high awareness uh, of SEO. So people know that SEO is important. They don't know necessarily why, but they know it's for sure important, and they understand a little bit about how search results work. Sometimes a little knowledge is a dangerous thing and they'll start hiding text on page, but hey, we can but dream that everybody will understand. Shifting gears a bit, um, again, going, going back into history, do you see even roughly a linear progression in development of search-related technologies? This uh, led I to wouldn't this, say led linear. to this, led to that. I, I'm not an engineer of things mathematical, so for me it's not a linear progression, and I think it's the the growth in change has been exponential. So the kind of change that you would see in the algo back in 99, 2000, across various different search engines was like nothing. And it's just 
picked up a pace of speed like a rock rolling downhill, like cheese rolling downhill <laughs> at one of those festivals. And then the people start running after it, and then they start falling and breaking limbs. It's a lot like the SEO industry. <laughs> Do you have a favorite older technology you wish you saw in today's search engines? Um, I have to admit, I have a real soft spot in my heart for Ask 3D, and I really like the way Yandex delivers its results, and I don't know if maybe that's because I like Ask 3D so much, but I, I loved those panes, and there was stuff happening, and there were pictures, and there were words, and it was engaging. I miss that. Yeah. How, uh, how's mobile affecting your world? Mobile, there's a totally different strategy with mobile. I mean, I don't think that where I am right now, we'd necessarily get to play in mobile the way that I think it should be played in. Because there's so much that you can do with geotargeting, with location-based stuff, that you can make it a much more personal, but not personalized, just much more personal service that you provide to someone. So that when they're out and about with their iPhone, with their Nokia, with whatever smartphone they have, and they're looking for ice cream on a hot day, you're there in the search results delivering relevant results. So so you're there because you're local. You're not there because you're selling ice cream in, I don't know, somewhere in Northamptonshire, which is halfway across the country. Is that a, uh, a good venue to see real-time results, uh, social media results start appearing? What, in a search in, for ice in cream? Mo- in mobile. I don't think I, – I, I, call me old-fashioned, and, and really I am because I'm that old, but I don't feel the benefit yet of real-time search results. I see them, and it's kind of fun to force a search that has real-time search results, but I don't feel the benefit as a, as a searcher. So if I'm out there looking for sushi, if I'm out there looking for what's happening with the smoke billowing out of an area of London, if I'm looking for something else, real-time search results aren't delivering it to me. I'm going onto Twitter. I'm asking a friend. I, I just Real-time search just hasn't caught up with real-time. Okay. Um, you're a Canadian search marketer living and working in the UK. You're fully based there. You're married, you're employed there. How healthy is the search marketing sector in the UK and in Europe right now? That's uh, an interesting question considering the demise recently of a couple of um, firms, one dedicated SEO, one dedicated digital media. Um, and the digital media one that went down, there was a hundred and some odd jobs lost. Uh, it was an incredibly large, seemingly robust business. So is it healthy? I'm not sure. There are some shockwaves going through the industry right now. We have to wait until the ripples in the pond settle to see if we can still see through to the bottom and if the, everything shifted or not. Well, over here in North America, we're hearing uh, panic on the streets of London. Um, I was going to do a Morrissey moment there. Uh, <laughs> we're hearing panic from Europe from European capitals. Um, how's the, what's your gut feeling? How's the sense? Not just for search marketing, but for, for the UK and, and Europe's economy right now. Oh, I think I, I've looked at the economies and I've looked at the, the trends over the last decade. And I think 
because when you're in the middle of something that's happening, it's very difficult to see out of it that this turbulence is going to result in quite significant changes socially as well as economically. And, and I think that what we're still experiencing is the bubble from 2000, which, you know, we say it burst. But because it was such a short, sharp pain, what I don't think we realized is that there were ongoing implications, ongoing damage that was going to keep rippling out and out and out. And I think we're still experiencing stuff collapsing because it really wasn't stable for, for a decade. It hasn't been stable. And all of a sudden, something, a, a bird's feather touched the edge of one corner and that was it. Everything went. Well, it's, it's a mighty heavy bird's feather. Uh, given given the state of the meta economy, um, how do you? I mean, in terms of in, in in times of volatility, when when people are trying to save as much money as possible, businesses are trying to save as much money as possible whilst doing business. Um, I guess the, the the big question for for webmasters and search marketers is, how are we going to fare in the next few in the next few years? What's again it's your good. gut sense? Uh, neither of us are economists. <laughs> no, hardly. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm a small business owner, so I have a business that I've been running since the 90s um, that's based online, sells stuff, hard goods. And so I've seen how people's ordering patterns have changed over time. And so I, I think I come from a little bit of a different perspective because I can see both that side of things and I can see the new business that comes into uh, you know the various different places that I've worked. The last place that I worked, we had more new business in January 2010 than all of 2009. So it seemed like we had turned a much more positive corner as far as search and search marketing went. Um, at the same time, that then went bust. So, you know, read into that what you will. Um, maybe we weren't good in pitches. Uh, but there's a lot more business that's coming into us. It's from a lot more uh, a diverse type of company. And so I think as search marketers and search professionals, if we're transparent and we are able to be held to account for the work that we do, I think that we're coming into not quite a boom time, but a time when we'll be valued for what we bring to a business. And that is a reduction of the, the costs of, of paid search often because of our knowledge and expertise and an improvement in the number of actual hunters through the virtual doors of our online shops to either buy our, our service or our product. I, I think you know, that um, you just use a UK term punters. Yeah. <laughs> right over my head. I, you know, things that they kick through, through doors. <laughs> okay, Folks just come to look. Um, punters are, are actual people that, that come to shop and, and buy stuff. So they're people who would actually convert. So they're the visitor who will convert into a sale. I'm so glad I asked you to explain that. Um, Somebody, you had a visual of someone kicking someone in a door. Well, you know, soccer hooligans or, you know, there was a, 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 cricket, a cricket match got out of hand or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So, SES Toronto. This how, how many times have you spoken at SES Toronto's? Never. This is this is my inaugural visit to SES Toronto. Despite the fact that I'm there in Toronto every year, it's always been at some other time than the time that I was in Toronto. 
Well, I got, I guess a good question for an expat would be, which is your home show, SES Toronto or SES London? I confuse people greatly because when I talk about Toronto, I say I'm going home to Toronto. And when I'm in Toronto, I say uh, I'm going home to London, to the UK. So I consider both places my home. I think SES Toronto, because it's servicing a completely different market than SES London. SES Toronto, I remember saying, my dad will be so proud of me now because I'm speaking at a conference in the city that he lives in. Um, and SES London, I'm really proud when I speak there because it's my peer group and my friends and people there that are important to me that come and, and hang out with me and, and we get to chill because I'm there. So both are my home. So are, are you getting your dad tickets? Um, I don't know if he'd want to go. Uh, he's a lawyer, although he is the reason I'm online today because he used to bring home the computers from his office. So if he hadn't have done that, then I wouldn't be here in the UK today. Oh, oh, Judith, you opened the door. First computer. Uh, very first one I ever touched. Commodore Pet. So External space tape invaders drive. Off. Yeah, you were playing Space Invaders off the, off the tape drive then. Uh, I didn't play ever play Space Invaders off the tape drive, I have to admit. I was a little young for that, thankfully. Um, <laughs> that was a very but, complex uh, game back then. It would have been. I can't imagine having to program that and save it to tape. Yeah, you should get half an hour to load. <laughs> Go off, do something else, come back. <laughs> I almost first made it to the end. Like, Sorry? What's the first one? That you, the first computer that you knew that you you knew like I'm going to work on this thing. Uh, a computer, like a desktop computer, would have been the Apple IIe. I am that old. Yeah, I don't mean to date you, but I think this is like, <laughs> given, given the session that we're talking about SEO then and now. I find, uh, you know, the tools that people learned to work on um, really they, they they set a pattern in us. Um, I've been working on a PC forever. Um, and I don't know. Somehow I just think that the stuff that we originally learn on. Um, pattern much of our exploration and development as we go along. I was most exposed to dumb terminals that went in through a, a Gandalf, what was it, a, a router or something, through to the mainframe. So oh, wow. my earliest, my, my earliest like heavy interaction with a computer would have been a dumb terminal. Um, and, you know, black screen, green, white, amber, text programming in basic or pascal in the computer lab that would have been my my earliest like heavy interaction with a computer unless you count the wang word processor my dad brought home oh wasn't that so embarrassing my dad did that too <laughs> trying to explain to him i can't have a wang right <laughs> well i was i was young and innocent it was a word processor with the lar world's largest printer that had a daisy wheel that shook the house when it printed. <laughs> I think I was in grade six or seven when my dad brought home the wag, and I just, all my friends were going to come over and see that I had a wag in the basement, and I just couldn't <laughs> <have it. laughs> Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> Childhood trauma. 
Oh, it's, it, it's all it's all being brought back now. Um, luckily, I only have a couple more questions, and then we have to go to break, and I can go have my little nervous breakdown. But um, you know, Judith, the FTO community has uh, our search marketing community. It's it's been about building community. For instance, are you still an SEO chick? I I certainly am still an SEO chick. Has the tendency towards community building affected the development of social media strategies? Uh, I th- I'd say absolutely yes, but not in the right ways. I still get people thinking that they can bring the community to them instead of going to where the community is. We all want to be a part of a tribe. See, now we're getting into my psychology degree. We all want to belong. And I think social media, my thesis at, at good old York U, I don't know if it still exists in the archive somewhere, 94, social interactions via live online systems, if you want to look it up. Um, you know 1994. What? In 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 preview of SES Toronto, I probably will. <laughs> if it exists, it'll be on paper. Uh, but oh. uh, I remember doing that back then, and people want to belong to a group, to a grouping, and we still do. But we will go to where our peer group is, and that's why Facebook works. That's how Twitter's become so popular amongst a particular demographic. We want to go to be with the people that we're with. And I think because of that, we're all looking to go to where our community is, and yet marketers will want to create a community around their product, and that's wrong. I think we have to go to where the community is and not infiltrate in an aggressively antagonistic manner, but become part of the community and participate. And the marketers that get that, that you have to participate and that you go there and that you don't interrupt the conversation, you become part of it, will be the, the brands that win in the next two to five years. So, okay, I, I only had a couple of questions, but you keep opening these great doors. Do, do you mind? No, no, go ahead. So a few more minutes. Because um, I will have to go to break, but I got, uh, again, you open these doors. I want to ask these questions. Um, developing developing um, a way into a community or a community for a medium to small business who really wants to do social media marketing. How do you, uh, how do you think through that? This is, you know, a brand new, brand new entry online. What are they going to do? Well, when I was doing it originally, I researched my community. So who are, who's my target market? Where does my target market hang out? What does my target market talk about? Uh, how can I contribute and become a part of the conversation without spamming them to death? Now, I did spam. I, I can't deny it anymore. Eventually, someone's going to turn my spam up and confront me with the reams and reams of garbage that I put out. Um, but also becoming a part of a community meant that I actually got customers into the site that bought stuff. And so researching your community, your target audience, too often people go in and start a business and whether it's online or offline, they don't do their research. You need to do your research to see who your target market is and then go to where they hang out and and do a little bit of research. Give yourself a week, two weeks, even a month. Look at how they interact, what they talk about, and how you can contribute to that conversation and innocuously drop in who you are. Either make it your username, so your, maybe your website is your username, uh, put it in a signature file, um, but be passive about mentioning it. Maybe 19 times out of 20, don't say where you work or anything about that, but contribute to the conversation. 
So if you go into Twitter, don't infiltrate the conversation and try to aggressively sell dedicated hosting to someone. If they're looking for dedicated hosting, they've opened the door, fine, that's okay. Don't hammer them with it, but, you know, offer. However, don't, you know, don't go in and say, Hi, I'm Bob, and I have the coolest hosting ever. Buy from me! Because it doesn't work. You've got to go to your community, and you've got to become a part of that community. And you'll become valued, and you'll sell more. Judith, I've taken a huge amount of your time. I have have a... Honest to goodness, one last question. It's more than a geek promise. Um, given all the articles, uh, once a week somebody's writing SEO is dead, SEO is being killed, SEO is being phased out, Google's going to get you. Is there ever going to be a post-search time in the digital marketing industry? I often say that part of what I'm going towards, part of what I'm working towards is to make myself redundant I'd like there to be the skill set offered or the the ability to get the knowledge to to do this for the small to medium sized business on their own or for the large business to hire the the ability in to do this for themselves on the website a computer mathematical formula will never replace a human brain and therefore we're always going to have to do something to bridge the gap between the website we've built for people and the way that the search engine interprets it. And therefore, there will always be a need for people who have a profession that is related to search. I don't think that there's ever going to be a time when there isn't that need. But I would like to see that need less of an obfuscated occult art and more of an open, uh, maybe even accredited uh, industry that you can learn from and you can get trained in and go off and do your own thing, like marketing. Judith, this is uh, it's been a great conversation. Um, we've gone way past time when I was supposed to take a break, and I'm certain Brasco is grinding his fists at me. Um, it's, uh, what is it, like 8.30, 8.45 in uh, the UK now? Ah, it's only 7.45. Ah, oh, we got you for another hour, what the heck. Actually, we're we're going out soon, but um, you're coming over here soon. SES Toronto is coming up, uh, running from the 9th until, or the 8th until the 11th here in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Look forward to seeing you here. Um, And uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. I'll see you then. Friends, that was Judith Lewis, one of the um, SEO chicks and, uh, well, a digital marketer working with Project Metal. Great name. I can't get that out of my head. Project Metal. Friends, you listen to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be back to wrap up in a few minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. 
Ad Media tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything Ad Media can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. Ad Media, strong ROI made simple. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. And you know, here on Webmaster Radio, the hits keep on coming. Coming up directly after Webmaster Radio on Affiliate Marketing Insider, the legendary landing page optimization guru himself, Tim Ash. That's uh, that's going to be way cool. Um, you know, uh, Tim is also going to be uh, keynoting SES San Francisco, the first search engine strategies uh in uh, in the Bay Area, that's actually you know what? It's not the first. It's my mistake. The very first SES was in San Francisco, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be weird not being in San Jose. But um, got another got another convention coming up in uh, well towards the end of April. That's towards the end of April, man. Towards the end of uh, June, Brasco. Um, I yes. feel so out of the loop on this. How's Afghan Af? Con 2010 coming along. Oh my God! Everything is starting to all finalize. I believe the last day to go ahead and uh, book hotel rooms. I don't know if it's today or if it's uh, or if it's already done. But it's today. I think this it is, is today. Midnight your, tonight. Right, midnight tonight is your last chance. So you have only what uh, seven hours to go ahead and book your rooms at a discount rate at a very rock bottom discount rate right now. And if you want to go ahead and do that, you want to go ahead and uh, sign up and get your room ready so you can be at the host hotel for AFCON 2010, the Regency, Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel. Go to bit.ly forward slash cheap hotel. Again, one more time, bit.ly forward slash cheap hotel. You have to go ahead and book those rooms because those room rates are going to go back up on midnight. So you have to go and do that immediately. Dude, I... I, I can't. I, I still. I'm still amazed that like Darren, SE Guru, grabbed Bitly 
bit.ly slash cheapo tally. Only Darren, eh? Well, that's always something you can use. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty easy oh, to dude, go to. You know, wow. Cheap hotel at the Tronicator Bitly? Wow. The price right now, if you still if you're able to get your room, $164 a night at a Hyatt. Good luxury suite. I mean, and you're right there on site. Yeah, and you're and, and the I mean, Hyatt yeah. in Denver at the convention center. Yeah, you're right next to the convention hotel. center. You're right, you're close by to all the networking functions that are going to be going on at night. I mean, you're not going to have to drive anywhere. You're going to be right there where everything's going on. Well, hey, man, like, you're right there where everything's going on. What what are some of the things that are going to be happening at night? Well, <laughs> day one on uh, Monday, June 21st, uh, Paulson Management Group's going to be holding their super affiliate management party. Right on. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did I do that wrong? Hold on. That's actually the 22nd. All right. The first night will be affiliate bash. That's getting yeah. worked on right now. Intrinsic Interactive, MediaWiz, UniqueLeads.com are all sponsoring the event so far. Um, we're working on the theme, we're working on the venue, but it looks like we got a great venue all set up. Um, everything's getting all squared away right now. It's there's some good. There's a good idea of what the party's going to be. Um, yeah, that's a fun thing with working yeah. with, with Brandy on the on the affiliate fashion. They never even we don't know until the last few minutes. Or the last couple of days, what it's going to be? Well, the brainstorming has already been underway, and it looks like everything's going to get final finalized with that. Um, well, yeah, sponsors are coming in quickly. Easy. Yeah, this is going to be good. How 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 the theme gets pulled off um, by only one or two people in the know, and then it gets like hoisted on everybody else suddenly. <laughs> oh, we're doing that. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So what it comes down to is. You're going to have the first night, it's Affiliate Bash. Second night, the PMG Super Affiliate Party. It's at actually at a nightclub called Church, which was actually a church converted into a nightclub. Um, it'll be another fun party. Uh, there is registration that is free to get into the uh, nightclub, but you have to do it before June 19th. And, uh, you know, if anybody, if you, have to, if you have to register after June 19th, there is a cover charge. But there will be a portion of the cover that will support the Colorado Special Olympics. That's really cool. Yeah, well, good for her. Um, the ever-gracious Heather Paulson. Good for her. Yeah. On top of that, I mean, on the night, I mean, do you want to go, do you want to take a look at the agenda? Because a lot of stuff's been added on there, and it looks really good. Yeah, actually, you know what? I probably should, because um, I should familiarize myself. With well, actually, this. what, in two weeks, we're going to be working on getting you, uh, Joel Com, our first-day keynote, on Webcology to go ahead and preview his presentation. Two weeks from today, friends, that's that's almost certainly going to happen. So right after SES Toronto, you have that. We got great sessions. We're going to, one one particular uh, session you have to be about is the affiliate tax, how Colorado mobilizes fight. You know, Jim, you had on David Asioff from Ad Perrier a couple of weeks back, a couple of months back, actually, when that was yeah. that legislation was going on. So you're actually going to get to hear from the players that were looking to go ahead and block that legislation from happening. All the major players. So you have David Asioff, Janine Crooks. You have on the opposing side, John Jack Palmer, the Colorado State Representative. They're all going to be together discussing that issue after the well, fact. Well, and you know this issue is going to come up again and again and again in, in our industry, right? So, the, yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a must-attend session. There's another good session, a town hall meeting called Let's Clean It Up. 
it's an idea of just things that need to be done. You know, it's a call to action to the affiliate marketing industry to make things happen. Um, we got great social media. We got a bunch of one-on-one site and campaign clinics already set up. James Martell is going to be doing that as well. You got the very first guy I ever interviewed on Webmaster Radio, Pete Newman from Findology. Yes. Pete's Pete's hilarious. Yeah, he'll be doing domaining. Exactly. Tim's going to, and now before Tim does his keynote, he's going to be doing a one, if not only is he going to be doing his own free session on LPO at the show, a solo presentation, he'll also be doing site critiquing, he'll be doing training on site on the third day during professional development, as well as Davis Sattel and Clicks Marketing, and uh, before anybody else, SES will be doing training out there as well. Full yeah. one-day training. Half-day yeah, training with Clicks Marketing and Site Tenders. Crum is one of the trainers. Yes. Yeah, Christine Churchill. Um, oh, site, oh, God, I cannot remember the other name. Uh, site Logic. I, uh, Matt Bailey. There we go, Matt Bailey. Oh, we're getting... Wow. Yeah. Matt's one of the nicest guys in the industry, seriously. Like, just down-home, wholesome, good kind of guy. Not to mention Shoe Money's going to be doing a live stage version of the Shoe Money show, the radio show he made famous on this station. Mm-hmm. And then... Got to wonder where he's going with that. Exactly. Oh, it's amazing. And now, you know, you're, you're, you know, and just in the last day or so... There's a big PR push right now. You're probably seeing a lot about AFCON on Twitter. A couple of press releases got pushed out yesterday. Um, I mean, the buzz is growing now for AFCON. People are talking about it. It's getting pushed across the social media bands. So, I mean, registration is starting to file right in right now. So, it's inside of 30 days. So, people are starting to line their way up, and they're going to make their plans to be in Denver. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. Af- Afcon is is cementing its place as the uh, as the second show in the affiliate marketing industry, and it's uh, you know it's a good thing to see. Uh, I, I, personally, I like to see more and more shows in the industry. You know, more communication, better business for everyone. Yep. Um, and this is this is the third Afcon. Right. Um, you know, the third album is always the hardest one to produce. Uh, Looks like it's got. Looks like this one's gonna have a lot of hits. Um, we got a lot of great sponsors being a part of this. I mean, let me give a shout out to the sponsors real quick. Yeah, you uh, should, it's a polite thing to do. Absolutely. First of all, it's ClickBank, big, huge platinum sponsor. Gold sponsors, PerfectAddress.com. Silver sponsor is Intrinsic Interactive, and bronze sponsor is Saveology Network and Saveology.com. They're great. They're, they're really glad to have those guys on board with us. Everyone's got an ology these days. Yeah. And of course, you're going to be there, and I believe you're speaking, right? I'm I'm going to be there speaking on local search. Um, yeah, that's something I'm becoming intensely interested in, actually. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I you know I love Webmaster Radio, and I love all you guys, Darren, Brandy, you, uh, Jen, the whole crew. And uh, I got to tell you, this is going to be the, one of the very first conventions I've been to where Webmaster Radio crew's at, where I really don't have a heck of a lot to do. It's search uh, Afbash, especially, is going to be weird. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Guess what I get to do at Affiliate Bash this year, George? Get the schmooze. I get to drink. <laughs> That's what I get to do. Well, this is the, this is like the role you like. You like the schmoozing and that kind of stuff, you know. 
Oh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just always so good at it. It's fun. There's, I mean, you know what? Because there's, there's intense, amazing, brilliant, unique people in this industry. And uh, to get a chance to meet them in person and talk with them and, and laugh and share drinks and stuff, I mean, it's a privilege. Schmoozing in this industry is a privilege. And not only that, you know, and, and Dave Davies kind of mentioned to me before last year and how some people are, you know, how amazing it is when SEOs get to go to an affiliate marketing conference like AFCON and how much work he got out of it because he said he had so oh. many clients that came up to him that well, desperately need SEO help. It's, and it's, it's, it's go. like going to a, uh, it's like going to a um, uh, candy store. Online shopping conference, um, uh, internet retailer. Sorry, sorry about that, Jack. Um, internet retailer conference. They so badly want the information. It's um, it's happy hunting grounds, big time. Oh. And you meet again some really cool people. Okay, Brasco. We're no, I'm sorry, I got distracted here. To, yes, go ahead. I have to jump ahead. into a conference call at exactly three o'clock, or my name is Mud, uh. and uh, so I gotta go. Oh, God. Love you, Jim. Um, Guru just walked into the studio. Hey. Oh, oh, I want to stick around. But seriously, I don't want my name to be Bud because it sucks when your name is Bud. It's okay. So, I have the other things to take care of, too. You're not the only one that's busy there, Jim. Go ahead, fucker. Oh. We'll catch up later. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, friends, this has been a fun edition of the Webcology Show here on webmasterradio.fm. You can hear Webcology here live virtually every Thursday. At 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, and if you don't catch it live, you can go to the webmasterradio.fm archives or to iTunes, or you can listen to us on iTunes Radio or any other fine podcast distribution outlets out there. Stay tuned. Tim Ash on Affiliate Marketing Insiders coming up next, and more great programming after that. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>